For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Portions of the following program were pre-recorded. AM 570 KLAC, 98.7 KYSR, HD2. Los Angeles. Available anywhere using the iHeartRadio app. AM 570. An LA sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney, Rodney Pete. It's available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. Let's go on the Big Friday show. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. Three hours for us today. A ton of stuff to get to. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, we have giveaways today. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That's right. So yeah, what now we're giving it's away, Fred. Tell me. Here's what we're giving away. Uh, we've got a pair of tickets for you to see the Chargers and Jaguars on Sunday. Love that. NFL tickets. Love that. Those are tough to come by. Yes. And if you haven't been to SoFi, oh my goodness, you got to get there. You got to get there. And you got a chance to get there by winning these tickets from us. That's right. Uh, don't know who you'll see at quarterback for the Chargers. Mm. Could be Justin Herbert. Could be Chase Daniel. Could be Rodney Pete. Nah, you ain't going to see him. You know what? Do you think, honestly, now honestly, let's be honest here. Yes. Okay, you're a little little long in the tooth. Yes. But yes. if we knock five years off your age. A little out of shape. If you we, knock what? We're going to knock five years off your age. Okay. Okay. Rodney, we need you Sunday. Can you come out here, drop back, get in the pocket, and throw? We're going to protect you. You know, you might get nudged a little bit, but you're, you're not going to get sacked or anything. We just need you for one game. Could you play? Take five years off. Take five years off, and and you called me like I called you Wednesday. Off, you called me Wednesday. Can you get no, no? How quick that was? No. If you gave me three months lead time, say hey Rodney, at some point during the season we're gonna call you, and I knew it was happening, and I could have those three months to kind of get in shape and get ready for it. I could I could go out and play a series. <laughs> a series. Yeah, I could play a series. Just play hand about the ball a series. Off. Yeah, I hand the ball off. Maybe make a couple quick throws. Uh, last about a series. Yeah, you don't. You know, if you haven't taken those hits in forever, Fred. Uh, once you do take one or two of them, yeah, it it don't. You don't. When you, age is undefeated, and you don't know how it's gonna hit you. Do you still feel some of the hits you took today? Uh, no, no, I don't, I don't feel, I don't feel those particular hits, but I do have results of a lot of those hits right. that are on my body. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, yeah, yeah. When I look up and I see, you know, I have no cartilage in my fingers and, you know, dislocated easy and, and the, you know, knots on my, uh, on my shoulder. Yeah. I go that that's from 1997. We we played Dallas in Philadelphia, and I cut my finger, and boom, yeah. So I have remnants. 
are there times where you think back during your career, and this I'm really curious about, and you can remember things that happened. Can you remember plays where you were hit uh, really well in your mind? In other words, that's when you'll never forget. And when you think about it, can you still kind of feel what happened? Yeah, as a matter of fact, yeah. I can remember certain certain hits that uh, that lasted a, a, a long time. Um, Reggie White got me one time. He it was similar because every time I bring up Reggie White, hit me reminds me of Chris Dolman, uh, who used to play for uh, the, the Minnesota Vikings, and they were uh, they were taught to sack the quarterback. Not only sack the quarterback, but they wrapped their arms around you and and squeezed you so tight that you couldn't brace your fall. And that was a technique that was taught. That was a technique that was taught. So, because you know, back then it was like we get the quarterback out of the game, we got our 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 chances of winning goes dramatically up. So let's get the quarterback out. And there would be you know little kitties and bounties there. Fred, whoever knocked the quarterback out, guys would get a little bonuses in the locker room. Not saying that that actually went on, but it did. Um, (laughs) um, So yeah, I remember that they would squeeze you, and then they would pile drive you into the ground. Um, hoping that would be enough to uh, to knock you out, and both those guys did it to me, and it was not a fun feeling. That that feeling from them wrapping you and lifting you off the ground, and then the weight of their body landing on top of you. And I'm giving for our listeners, I'm giving Fred the visual. Yeah, those those 300 pound bodies landing on top of you with their full weight, you felt like every bone in your body and every ounce of air came out at that one moment both those guys got me in detroit on the worst turf other than philadelphia in the league because it was so hard that it was might as well have been cement and when you get hit like that psychologically do you always want to bounce right back up because you don't want the other team to see they got you or do you lay there for a minute and kind of catch your bearings well, in your mind, you want to bounce right back up because you don't. You're absolutely right. You don't want to show that they got you or they hurt you or you, oh, he's on the way. He's on the way. You know, we got him We got him rattled a little bit. So you don't want to show that. Then there are moments where you, you have no control, Fred. You just get up slow. <laughs> you have no control over how your body is saying, hold on now. Don't get up so fast. Hold on. Hold the phone. Legs are not talking to the brain. <laughs> we're not moving fast. You better give me a minute there, uh, Mr. Pete. We're not getting up right now. <laughs> Every time the wind was knocked out, I'm laying there. Okay. Okay. Uh, Barry, you call the next play. You call the next play. Because <laughs> I couldn't talk in a huddle. Seriously, it was that Literally, bad. yeah. Couldn't talk in a huddle because I was trying to catch my breath, and I would have them call the next play. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And he'd call a run yeah. to him. Of course he did. Yeah, there you go. All right. <laughs> All right. So we're giving away Charger tickets, and we're also giving away two sets of Bellator tickets. And that's going to be uh, October 1st at the Long Beach Arena. So we've got Bellator tickets to give away. Yeah. we got Charger tickets to give away, and we're mm-hmm. giving those away between now and 3 o'clock. Oh, I love it. You know, as two people that basically grew up in Arizona, I am so damn happy the Diamondbacks left. Oh, my goodness. Enough. Finally, it's over. It's come to an end. 
our long nagging. national nightmare is over. That nagging, I don't even call it a little brother. That's that nagging little cousin that you only see once a year. Yeah. You know, that just keeps, he comes, but he overstays his welcome. You know, he comes in and he just wants to, he wants to sleep and jump all over your bed and eat all the food and, and, you know, change the channels on the TV and it's just all up in your face every single day, every single hour. And you can't get rid of them. And you're like, thank God they're finally gone. It, it was way too much, you know, because of the lockout at the beginning of the year. They had to alter the schedule a bit to get everything in. Thank God that's done. The Dodgers come back and win last night. Walk off from Mookie. You know, if you think about it, Mookie's hit more home runs than he's hit. Uh, he could be a candidate for MVP. Now, it could be Goldschmidt. Freddie Freeman's having a terrific year as well. Yeah. I don't I don't know if Mookie gets the votes, but he certainly would be worthy of the votes, Rodney. Oh, I, I believe, absolutely. When you think about what he's done and his numbers, he scored more runs than anybody in the league, right? He's he's up in, I don't know what number, in the National League in home runs. Um, well, he's got to be in the top five in home runs, right? Yes. Um. And then all the things that he does defensively, he certainly should be in the conversation, but you don't hear his name. I mean, you're, you're Goldschmidt's like running away with it, Aaron, you know, according to most people. But he certainly should be a candidate. It's kind of similar to, to Julio. And poor Julio. I'm rooting for Julio so bad last night to get a win, just to get the win. You know, that game was 1-1 forever. And uh, because he doesn't get the respect, talking about respect, we've talked about him. He doesn't get the respect that he deserves. So I was just, oh, just give him another run so he can get the win. Just get the win, Julio. And, of course, you know, it didn't happen. Well, I'll tell you this about Julio last night. Zach Gallon, who pitched for Arizona, yeah, as you would say, that's a bad man. Yes, he is. That's a bad man. He could easily yes, he win is. the Cy Young this year. Boy, did he have yes. the Dodgers baffled. Yeah, what, he, he strike out 13? 13. Yeah, he just baffled them last night. He looked good. Yeah, that Arizona yeah. team is a very young team. I'm glad they're gone, but uh, they are building that with young players, and they've got a good pitching staff. Who knows what will happen next year? They haven't spent the money that Dodgers and the Padres have, mm-hmm. but they're they're a good young team. Man, Zach Gallon was good. After yeah. watching him, he's as advertised. I mean, yeah. I, you don't hear a whole lot about him because he's plays in Arizona, and so you don't hear him until you play him. Um, and I hadn't heard a whole lot about him, but watching him last night, watching him deal through that Dodger lineup, that was very, very impressive. Very impressive. I didn't know he was that good. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, He could win the Cy Young. All due respect to Julio, who needs yeah. to be in that conversation. But, man, Zach Gallon, wow. Yeah. That guy, that guy mystified the Dodgers. But they do come back to win. That's the good news. Uh, of course, you had the... Craig Kimbrell implosion last night. The adventure. He blew a save. Fortunately, Mookie was there to clean it up. Couldn't you just feel it, though? Couldn't you just feel it was going to happen? You know, you want the truth? Yeah, Yeah. I did. Yeah. I thought, no, he it's not going to work. And it didn't work. And that's a tough spot to be in. Now, granted, if he'd gone out and recorded 15 straight saves, you wouldn't feel that way. Yeah. But he has it. Now he's kind of streaky. Yeah. He's gone from, uh-oh, God, he's in, to, oh, okay, he's in, to, well, I'm not sure what's going to happen, to, oh, he's fine. Now he's streaky, which, of course, 
is not what you need in the postseason. No. And you do not, not what need you need for your closer. closer. <laughs> you know, you can't have the guy pitch to one batter and go back. and uh, The minute you put the closer in, you cannot have somebody warming up. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> That's like, if I've got to tell you what to do, I'll do it myself. If you've got to have somebody warm up when you put the closer in, then put the other guy in. But you can't have yeah. him be streaky, and that bit him last night. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's it's not a good feeling. It's not because you you you. We all know that in the postseason, it's going to come down to your closers. It's going to come down. Can you close the game out with a one run lead, or if game's tied? Can you hold on? And more often than not, for the Dodgers and for Craig Kimball this year, it's been a disaster. An adventure. An adventure, yes. Might as well be a California adventure. Because it's been up and down. And and but yeah, last night I'm sitting there going, Oh boy. Oh boy. And then he hit a guy, didn't he? Hit a guy, uh Is it the inning before or the same? No, inning? he hit the leadoff guy. Hit the leadoff guy, yeah. Wait a minute, was that McCarthy that he hit? Uh, did you was. see? Did you see the play in the game? Was it McCarthy? I think so. Where he didn't get hit, and they said he yeah. did. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was apparent he never. Yeah. The ball never touched him, and they yeah. looked at the replay, and you saw the replay. Yeah. You go, oh, he, he sold didn't it. Get, he, he didn't sold get. It. But they looked at the replay and said, "Yeah, right. he got hit." Yeah. But he didn't get hit. Yeah, I think that was more of a inconclusive evidence that that didn't really definitively show that he got hit. I can't see, and it definitively showed me he did not get hit. That ball bounced. (laughs) I mean, it it clearly missed him. And I thought when they go to the replay, of course they'll overturn this. Not even a question, right? No. The call, what? What what replay were they watching? They must not have been watching the same one they showed us. Exactly. And can I I ask a question? Uh, Why? What determines whether or not they're going to have a booth review? I mean, you got to beg. You got to be a nice guy. I mean, for them to do that, because it worked out for the Dodgers, right? They went to Dodgers were out of challenges, and they went to on one of the plays. They went to a booth review, review, and and they called him out. Well, they called crew chief review. Yeah, crew chief review. Crew chief. Yeah. Maybe the crew chief just goes, "I want to look at this again," or it was so blatantly poorly called. Even I can see it. I'll take another look yeah. at it. But you're yeah. right. What determines that? Your buddies with the crew chief? Yeah, exactly. Oh. You, you scream loud enough? I mean, what what determines that, Kevin? This says Come from on. the eighth inning on, the umpire crew chief is allowed to initiate his own replay review. So it is sounds like it's strictly from the crew chief. Now, maybe if the first base co- you know, umpire says, like, hey, maybe you should take a look, he'll defer to him and say, okay, we'll look at it. So maybe the, the crew talks about it, but it's similar to, like, the final two minutes of an NFL game or in a half of an NFL game. It's all whatever official in the booth – or the crew chief, in this situation with Major League Baseball, the crew chief has the discretion whether or not to review right. something. And if you're, you know, an umpire that, that maybe has a vendetta or been yelled at the whole game, he doesn't give you that crew chief review. Yeah, I, I, see, I see nothing to review. Well, but you've you been know yelling at Angel Hernandez the whole game. <laughs> right. You think he's going to give you a, a crew chief review? <laughs> He'd get the review wrong anyway, so it doesn't matter. Hey, thank oh. you. <laughs> nothing to see here. <laughs> nothing to yeah. see here. I mean, seriously, he probably wouldn't give it to you. He wouldn't grant it to you. Right, because they have to initiate it. Yeah. 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 Angel doesn't want to initiate any of those. No. 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 
By the way, uh, you mentioned it, the Cards in town tonight, and it got me to thinking about Albert Pujols. He's too shy of 700 now. Could get it done against the Dodgers. Just think how different it would have been for Albert Pujols because once he came to the Dodgers last year, everybody said, oh, my God, he's the greatest guy in the world. Yeah. Well, first, he was always the greatest guy in the world. That was never a question, but he was playing for the Angels, and the Angels weren't winning, and he kind of fell off the face of the earth. But when he got here yeah. and they inserted him into the, the, the lineup as they did, and he became the clubhouse guy that he's always been, and people absolutely fell in love with him. Now, this weekend, people will be rooting for him. If he comes up to the plate, I bet you he gets a standing ovation, even though he's yeah. playing on the Cardinals, because people love him so much. People love him. I don't know about a standing O, but he certainly gets an applause, I believe. Oh, he'll um, get- and maybe the first time he gets a standing O. I mean, uh, but yeah, I, I guarantee. Yeah, I definitely believe people are rooting for him to uh, to hit. 700 while he's here and this in this uh this trip for them how different would it have been if you could rewrite history and when he signed with the angels and Ida moreno back then signed him because he was doing a new deal with then fox sports west the regional sports mm-hmm. network mm-hmm. and he needed a draw a draw that would force fox to pay him more for the media rights so i think they paid him 25 million a year but Artie made more than that, obviously, in the media rights. If he didn't have that draw, he couldn't have got Fox to jack up their rights. Not even close to what yeah. the Dodgers get, but still more money. What if he had ended up here? How different would things have been for him? Playing the for the Dodgers, yeah. You mean if he was still on the Dodgers now? I'm saying if he general, never went to Anaheim. Never went to Anaheim and came here. here. Oh, night and day. Night and day. Think about it. I mean, we we. T- I mean, it, it's if Mike Trout played for the Dodgers instead of the Angels in his career that he has. Oh, I mean, he's not the he's not outgoing as they say. He's not an outgoing guy, and that's probably why he doesn't get the attention. But he wouldn't have to be if he was wearing a Dodger uniform. He would just be Mike Trout, superstar of the Dodgers, and the uniform would say enough, and then his play would speak for itself. And he wouldn't have to do anything. But yeah, it would be it would be crazy if Pujols right now was chasing seven hundred in a Dodger uniform. He'll have a chance to get it at Dodger Stadium. Okay, don't forget we have Bellator tickets to give away. We have a set of Charger tickets to see the Jaguars to give Come away on. today. Come on. And on the topic of football, we'll bring on Vinny Bonsignor and we'll start getting ready for Sunday. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. If you missed any of Rogan and Rodney, you can podcast it on the iHeartRadio app. Rogan and Rodney. AM 570 LA Sports. I got this feeling on the summer day when you were gone. I crashed my car into the bridge. I watched I let it burn. Oh, yes. Let's go. Rodney Pete, Fred Rogan, and it is Friday. And you know what? Yeah, we don't care. No, we don't. Not on the Friday show. No, we don't, Freddie. Uh, Okay, Bellator tickets to give away, Chargers, Jaguar tickets to give away, and coming up in a bit, we're going to play Know Your Squad. Who wants some? 
Somebody wants some today, Rodney. Never lost. Never have. Could be a winner. Could be a winner. If you beat Rodney and Ronnie, I'll give you tickets. How's that sound? Oh, okay. Okay. I don't hold back, though. Oh, no, I know. There's going to be no gimme. So what we'll do is, if you beat Rodney and Ronnie, we're going to give you tickets. If, if you lose to Rodney and Ronnie, we'll open it up for everybody. Fair? Fair for me? Okay. That's coming up. Now let's bring on a... Everybody get ready. Because, you know, I never lost. No, you don't lose. Never lost. NFL insider Vinny Bonsignor. Vinny, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are we doing? We're doing well. We've got a whole list of stuff to get covered here as we get ready for uh, Sunday's kicks. I want to start with the story most prevalent here in Los Angeles, and that is Justin Herbert, Chargers and Jaguars. We're of the opinion if he's not 100%, he doesn't play. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's just too much uh, football to be played this year to to rush him out there. I had a doctor on my show, um, and you know, granted, it, it sounds like more of a um, sort of a pain tolerance thing, uh, but but my question is, if he can't protect himself necessarily because there's pain and there's awkwardness uh, in how he's carrying himself, how he how he's playing that could lead to something bigger. So um, it's the Jaguars not taking anything away from Jag, uh, from Jacksonville, uh, but, I, but I still think it's a competitive game, even with Chase Daniel, um, you know, quarterbacking for the Chargers this weekend, if that's the, uh, the direction it, it goes. And, you know, it's just too early in the season to start risking your quarterback uh, and putting him in harm's way uh, if he's not ready to go. And plus, I'm not sure that even if he was out there, Forget about the pain and all that. Can he actually throw the ball the way it needs to be thrown? What we saw at the end of um, the game uh, you know, Thursday night, he didn't look like he was in any kind of position to be able to, to consistently make the type of throws you need to make in an NFL game. And Chase Daniel, by the way, is working with the first team today at practice. Justin Herbert has not thrown a pass. Yeah, I yeah. saw the, um, you know, uh, it, it, it looks like it's going to be Chase. I mean, that's something that you could read uh, into. I I just also saw that, uh, not that I'm necessarily into all this stuff, but it looks like the line has changed in that game. Usually Las Vegas kind of knows what's up and what's going on, uh, and they, they, they can read the tea leaves. So the, uh, the, the point spread has changed a little bit in, in the eyes of, of, uh, of the people that dabble in that, so that kind of leads you to believe that it's probably headed in, in Chase uh, uh, Daniel direction. Uh, but, and I think that's the prudent thing to do. I don't think that there's any... Uh, it's way too early in the season to, to risk Justin Herbert over for, for one game. Yeah, and again, it, like you said, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. Who, no disrespect, they did beat the Colts twenty-four to nothing um, with a young quarterback, but they, uh, they they still have a long way to go. Whereas I think the Chargers are, are in it to be to go deep into the playoffs this year. When you look at them, Vinny, look the Chargers, meaning, um, what do you see so far in two games? I know it's only two games sample size, but offensively, defensively, what are their what are the things you like and what you dislike right now? Yeah, I think when they got all their guys, um, they've got a very talented team, um, and you know, I think what 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 we saw in that Chiefs game was you know they can't make the critical error uh, in a game against a talented team like the Chiefs, and that's what happened on the on the ninety nine yard uh, touchdown uh, interception. I also thought. And we talked about it at the time. Um, there needs to be something getting a little, a little bit of a tighter ship um, on, on the coaching sideline. Uh, because Gerald Everett asking to come out right there, uh, that was a critical moment in the game. I thought somebody should have been a little more aware of that um, and, and, and did the right thing, and they didn't. And it probably cost them in that game. So 
I, when 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 they've got all their players out there, they're as good as anyone um, in the, in the AFC and in their division. But they got to just tighten things up just a little bit more. Uh, otherwise, they're going to shoot themselves in the foot a couple of times, and and that could be the difference between you know going to the playoffs or not, or or advancing uh, in the playoffs or not. Okay, Vinny. Now let's go to uh, the Rams and the Chargers on the topic of quarterbacks. Matthew Stafford. Okay, still doesn't seem right. And now you've got to start wondering, is this thing a lingering issue that's going to continue all year, or have they played two games and they're still a little rusty? Well, definitely need to see it a couple more uh, games, but you're right. Uh, it's it's not coming out the way it normally would come out uh, with, with Matthew Stafford, and we know that there was an elbow issue. Um, and, you know, we've talked about the Todd Gurley situation, uh, how there's some similarities to that. You know, it it almost sounds like the same, not the same kind of an injury, but, you know, there's something that's almost a chronic kind of a situation uh, where that that needs to be managed. And, you know, when when you're affected at this level, even by just a little bit, um, it it can change things dramatically. You know, uh, we know that Matthew Stafford, he's not the greatest athlete back there, uh, his whole deal um, has been, you know, arm strength and, and just arm action. He's one of the best throwers of the football, you know, on the planet and in the NFL. And if that's, de- if that's you know, lessened a little bit, even just a little bit, it changes everything. So uh, I got to see it a little bit more. But two games into the season, he doesn't look like the normal Matthew Stafford. And if it doesn't look like that right now, two games into the season, is there any assurances that it's going to get better or is it going to get worse? Yeah, and again, just uh, the the Rams in their attack, Vinny, they're not running the ball um, like you would think a Sean McVay team runs the football. They have not committed to it. It seems like they just abandoned the run really fast. Um, what your assessment of the Rams in the first two weeks? Yeah, I think that, that that's something that they got to um, take a deeper look at, uh, especially if there is something going on. You know, with Stafford, uh, it's it's more even more incumbent to have something reliable in the run game to be able to offset that a little bit and protect him a little bit. You don't want him if there is something going on having to throw a bunch of times every single game. You know, uh, create a running game, and I know that Sean cares about that, and I know that it's something important to him. But like a lot of play callers, um, they kind of you know as the game goes on, sometimes the pace of the game or the score of the game or the way the game is unfolding. Uh, it, it kind of creates a shift, whether they know it or not, Rodney. It's the weirdest thing sometimes. Uh, I'm not sure that they're always that cognizant of it as it's as it's going. Uh, but I, but I think he needs to write himself a couple of more notes, you know, on his play sheet to stick with the run. You know, stay with the run. It might not work all the time, uh, but 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 you know this as well as anybody. Running backs and offensive lines they need reps to get into a rhythm and sometimes it takes i was just talking to josh jacobs about this he goes i need to get hit six times period i don't care if i break off a 54 yard run in the fir- on the first play of the game i still don't feel right even at that point i need to get some reps in order to get my body feeling all right about everything and then also just seeing things and having the chemistry with the offensive line and if you're just doing it sporadically i don't think it's helping your offensive line and i certainly don't think it's helping the running backs create that cohesiveness that you need through the course of a game, because we know this too. A lot of times running games, as the game goes on, gets better and better. Defenses get a little bit tired, um, you know, and worn out. And, and meanwhile, you're, you're all of a sudden you're, you're, you're running back and your offensive line are in tune and you're able to really um, rely on that and lean on that part of the game. But some coaches like Sean, and he's a, he, he'll be the first to tell you, 
somehow, some way during the course of the game, they, they kind of get away from it, and, and then it's hard to recapture that uh, down the road in the game. All right, Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Uh, last week he ran for his life, and he ran him into a win, plus a big play at the end of the game and uh, a turnover for the Raiders. How good are the Cardinals, Vinny? I'm a little suspicious. Uh, they were definitely good for about 10 minutes uh, of that game on Sunday. Otherwise, it was kind of a carryover from what had happened uh, to them in the first week against the Kansas City Chiefs. So, um, but, but, but here's the question I do have. Did, did Kyler Murray awaken? Because the Kyler Murray that played down the stretch um, last Sunday yeah. against the Raiders was really, really good. And he did it in so many different ways. You know, with his legs, with his moxie, uh, with his vision, with his arm. We know that he's got a great arm, too. Um, I thought the Raiders played into it a little bit. They kind of went into that prevent defense, and, and they started just dicing him up on, on underneath throws that got him into a rhythm. Uh, and then the next thing you know, you know, oh, gosh, look at the score now. And, and then at that point, Kyler was in a, a total rhythm, both running the ball and, and throwing it and seeing it. Um, and here's, that's the thing that I'm wondering. Is that going to carry over? If it carries over, then everybody has a problem playing the Cardinals because he's really good when he's good. And so, um, but, but is he? Or was that just a 10-minute little tease that he, that he threw out there uh, and he's going to go back to what, was, what we saw against Kansas City? Here's the other thing. They're going to get their talented. They're going to get their players back here pretty soon. DeAndre Hopkins, yeah. uh, some of the other wide receivers that they have. There's weapons on this team that we really haven't seen because a Hopkins has been suspended and there were some injuries as well. Once they get their whole crew together, and if Kyler's playing well, this is a team that was nine and two at one point last year. That team didn't just vanish and disappear. They're there somewhere, uh, and they could be lurking. Yeah, they could, and Hollywood Brown is a, is a great addition for them too. So they they are a team to to look out for. But this is a week that we'll see. You know, are they Jekyll and Hyde again and kind of go right. up and down, or are they going to be consistent? All right, Benny, let's go to your your Raiders, man. I this is to me, <laughs> this is the season, Benny. They, they this is I mean, they just say must wins in week three, but this is a must win if you're talking about both of these teams because. Tennessee plays in a division they can win, where where the the Raiders they can't get too far behind because they'll be out of it before it even really begins. Yeah, completely agree. I mean, um, even at zero and three, the Tennessee Titans looking at you know uh, that division, the Houston Texans themselves, the Colts don't look real good, and the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, they have a little bit of leeway there. The Raiders don't have that leeway, um, and so they need to they need to figure out a way to play four straight quarters of good football if you go back to the second half um against the uh, against the chargers and the first half against the cardinals i was talking to, uh, to to some players about this the raiders were up 31 to 7 you know of those four quarters but football doesn't work that way you know you can't take a half from another game and put it to another you know to the next game you got to do it all four quarters and and if the raiders can do that They've got enough talent, um, and they should be fine. I look at this Titans team, and they're just kind of getting waylaid right now. Um, They've given up 800 yards uh, to the opposing offense, almost 400 on the ground. That's very unlike the Titans. Derrick Henry's averaging about 3.3 yards per carry. He hasn't gotten off. Is it... Is it the lingering effects from the foot injury that he had last year? They 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 lost Roger Saffold. We know uh, what he's all about, kind of an anchor on their offensive line. He's in Buffalo now. Taylor Lewin got hurt in the first offensive play uh, for the for the Titans on Monday night. He's not playing, uh, you know, tomorrow or Sunday, I should say. Uh, Bud Dupree's not playing. Harold Landry got hurt in preseason. He's out for the year. He's a great pass rusher. So this Tennessee Titan team is not like the normal Tennessee Titan team uh, that, that we've seen. And then you go to the quarterback, 
He's completing 58% of his passes. He's more of a 64% uh, passer and hasn't thrown below 65%, you know, since he's been a starter here with Tennessee. So um, there's there's some bad signs right now with the Tennessee Titans. And for those reasons, the Raiders have to go into Nashville and, and, and win that game. It's a must, like you said. There's no question. You cannot fall down 0-3, not in this division and not with so many good teams in the AFC. Uh, Vinny, I think the big game of the the weekend is the Sunday night game, the 49ers with Jimmy G, a quarterback, and Russell Wilson and the Broncos. Uh, San Francisco just got a ton better with Garoppolo back at quarterback, but what about the Broncos and Russell Wilson? Yeah, and, um, you know, and there's still some questions about, uh, you know, Coach Hackett uh, there in Denver, and, and uh, you know, uh, he needs to kind of figure some things out himself, but you know, I, I talked to some people who had watched Russell during um, during practices and, and whatnot, and I know it's just practice, but there was a little bit of question of, you know, does he still have um, all the physicality that that he's had in the past? You know, he's been he's been at it for a long time, and he, he's he's usually stayed healthy, except for the hand injury last year. Um, but but when you look at it, he's taken a lot of hits over his career, a lot of hits, um, and and so you wonder is that catching up a little bit with him? Is he is you know, I was watching Kyler Murray, and I was thinking of a young Russell Wilson, um, you know, Sunday because I've seen Russell Wilson do those type of things when it counted. Is Russell Wilson still that kind of a guy where he could just pull it out of his hat, um, you know, when it, when it needs to happen? I look at the Forty ers and I think Jimmy Garoppolo obviously gives them a lot of stability. I kind of feel bad for um, you know for Trey Lance because you know he got thrown into a fire of a team that had Super Bowl aspirations. And he's still trying to figure it out. You know, I look at Trey Lance and go back and look at what Josh Allen was in Buffalo early on. It wasn't that good. He grew and got better because he played. And unfortunately, and that was on a team that really didn't have great aspirations. So everyone accepted that the quarterback was growing and learning because there were really no expectations for the Buffalo Bills. Trey comes to the you know, 49ers, gets thrown into it, and oh, by the way, you have to learn. And, and we're trying to get to the Super Bowl, too. It's a lot to ask for a young quarterback at that stage of his development. And I do worry that because of all of this, he's going to lose a very valuable year uh, of development. And then what's going to happen at the end of the year, especially if Jimmy does what Jimmy typically does, you know, doesn't make a whole bunch of mistakes and gets the 49ers to the playoffs again, what do the Niners do at that point? I know we're, we're, we're projecting way forward, but it's a weird situation at quarterback for the 49ers right now. I think Trey Lance has gotten a little bit of a bum rap uh, in that as well. Yeah, but the problem is you've got a team that can win the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's not the guy you put in. It's not his time. I understand you drafted him high. I understand he's got to play. But you've got a guy that can get you there. And yeah. it, it makes absolutely no sense. Well, we drafted him. we got to play him. Yeah. And even if we take a step backwards, no, you have a chance to win this year. You can't take a step backwards. Yeah, and, and you know, I agree. I completely agree. And so it, the circumstances are not, you know, Trey's fault or anything like that. Um, it's more of a kind of an organizational thing. Now, it could have gone the way of Alex Smith um, and Colin Kaepernick. Remember, I, I mean, Alex Smith is a pretty good quarterback for the 49ers, especially – toward the end, uh, but then they switched it out, and all of a sudden the 49ers are going to the Super Bowl, kind of like Alex um, Smith and, and Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. Now, Trey Lance, the only problem is, we, like, look, we didn't know what Patrick Mahomes was all about. Were we sitting here and saying once they traded Alex Smith that Patrick Mahomes was going to do all this? There's a lot of questions still about, about him, um, but he, he definitely showed what he was all about, as did Colin back in the day. Uh, and maybe Trey Lance is capable of that. We just haven't seen it, and there wasn't enough time to see it. 
Uh, and and I, I, that's the biggest worry for me for him is that he's going to have a wasted year. Meanwhile, to your point, Fred, this is what the rate the 49ers should be doing probably anyway, regardless, because right. Jimmy Garoppolo gives them a better uh, opportunity right now to win and win big. Okay, Vinny. Well, we appreciate you jumping on. Enjoy Nashville. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the games. All right. Our NFL insider, Vinny Bonsignor. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to play Know Your Squad next. Oh, yeah. If you win Know Your Squad, we'll give you tickets. But if you don't win Know Your Squad, we're going to open it up for everybody to win. I like that. Okay. 866-987-2570. First caller, Kevin Pickshep, puts you on the air. We'll play Know Your Squad. You'll play Rodney and Ronnie. If you win, you win tickets. But if you don't win, then we open it up for everybody. First call. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And now another Rogan and Rodney oh, yeah. afternoon delight. Oh, I know. Just for you, Freddie. Today's afternoon delight is only fans. By Bossy. This track features rapper Corday, and it's one of 19 tracks that appears on the new album entitled Infinite Dream, which dropped last week. In a statement, the 25-year-old Michigan native said, I poured every piece of who I am and who I've been in this album. My greatest joy of my life so far will be finally giving you this and letting you get to know me again through my best body of work to date. Welcome to the dream. Again, today's afternoon delight is OnlyFans by Bozzy featuring Corday. And afternoon delight is brought to you by Rusnak Westlake Westlake Porsche. The all-new four-story Porsche Westlake is ready to dazzle one and all. It is now open. Go get you one. Rogan and Rodney Roulette. Know your squad. All right, win tickets to Bellator 286. Patricio Pitbull versus Adam Borix and A.J. McKee against Spike Carlisle, the Long Beach Arena. Saturday, October 1st. Tickets available now at Ticketmaster.com and keep listening for your chance to win. Ron in Anaheim, are you there? Yes, sir. Okay, here's the deal. If you win Know Your Squad against Rodney and Ronnie, you are going to win tickets to Bellator, okay? Ron? Are you gone, Ron? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. Okay. There you go. So if you win this, you get tickets to Bellator, okay? Uh Uh-oh. Gotcha. Okay, good. And Uh uh, it's Know Your Squad. So the deal, and if you don't win, by the way, we're going to open up to everybody. Now, Know Your Squad, I give you five choices. Answer before I give you all five, and you are locked out. If you use your challenge, it's upheld, you're good. If you use your challenge and it's denied, you're locked out of the next question. Ronnie, you ready to go? Happy Friday, Rogan and Rodney. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. 
Ronnie. Ron, let's test one more time. Ron, are you there? Hello? Ron, you out here? Okay, Ron, Ron does have a delay. Yeah. Like a major delay, Kevin. I don't know what we do about that. Ron, talk again. Go one more I'm time. Here. Okay, here we go. Austin Eckler led the Chargers in rushing touchdowns last season with 12, who was second on the team in rushing touchdowns with three. Justin Jackson, Joshua Kelly, Larry Roundtree, Justin Herbert, or Justin Bieber? Joshua Justin Kelly. Herbert. No! Rodney, Justin Herbert. Yes. Yes, I am. Good start. Yes. Well done. Right on. Okay. Which of these running backs is tied with Paul Lowe for the longest run from scrimmage in team history? An 87-yard run. Austin Eckler, Ladanian Tomlinson, Melvin Gordon, Michael Turner, or Courtney Turner? Melvin Gordon. Thompson. Ronnie, Melvin Gordon. Oh, no. Okay. We're not fooling around today. Everybody's fired up and going fast. Last time the Chargers made the playoffs was after the 2018 season. Who led the team with 10 touchdown receptions that season? Keenan Allen, Antonio Gates. Tyrell Williams, Mike Williams, or Montel Williams? Antonio Gates. And it is no good. Keenan Allen. Well, hold Mike on. Williams. Hold on. Ron, who did you say? Keenan Allen. Okay, you're wrong. Ronnie, you're right. It was Mike Williams. Okay. Kind of terrible the way you did that, Fred. Well, no, I wanted Ron to have his shot. If he had said it, then he would have been given the point. But I did hear Ronnie say it after I asked Ron, so that's why we did that. Didn't like that at all, Fred. Well, I'm so, I thought that was the fair way to handle it. Was it was that wrong, Kevin? Or was that the fair way to handle it? Probably the best way to handle it. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry you're upset, Rodney. I didn't like it at all, Fred. Look, I hear you, but I mean, I'm trying to be fair to everybody. I'm accused of not yeah. hearing anybody say anything, so I'm really trying today. It was uh, kind of sinister the way you did that. Kind of evil. I don't think kind of, yeah, just, you know, dismissive and no sympathy, no caring, no anything about it. You were just cold-blooded. It, that's all. How could I be cold-blooded if Ron cold got it wrong? Yeah, but you're cold-blooded about it. You just got it wrong, you bum. Thing like that. <laughs> I did not say. Kind of way it felt. Here's the next. You bum, <laughs> dumbass. That's the way it felt. <laughs> I did not feel that way. <laughs> it didn't, wasn't even close to sounding that way. <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> How was that, friend? That actually was funny. <laughs> that was really funny. All right, the Chargers went 1-15 in 2000, but their only win coming against Kansas City. Which of these players caught two touchdown passes from Ryan Leaf in that game? Curtis Conway, Terrell Fletcher, Jeff Graham, Freddie Jones, or Eddie Jones? Freddie Jones. Curtis Conway. The answer is Freddie Jones. Damn, Freddie. Which means... Ronnie's running away. Yeah, which means, Rodney, you can tie him we're going to finish it out. Ron, you can't win. So in a minute, we're going to right. open the tickets for everyone. All right, here's Ron, the next question. You know Ronnie and I come to play, Ron. I'm sorry, buddy. Oh, I think he just hung up. <laughs> okay, I guess when he's out, he's out. I guess so. You guys want to finish it out, or should we just give the ticket? Finish, ahead, it. finish it out. All right. Antonio Gates and Keenan Allen are first and second in franchise history and career targets. Which of these players has been targeted the third most in franchise history? 
Vincent Jackson, Curtis Conway, Ladanian Tomlinson, Sean Jefferson, or George Jefferson? Sean Jefferson. Ladanian Tomlinson. Curtis Conway. Ronnie, Ladanian Tomlinson. God, I can't get a Curtis Conway in there at all. Okay, I will tell you this. He is not the answer to the next question either. Damn. Final question. Stan Humphreys threw one touchdown pass in the Super Bowl to San Francisco after the 94 season. Who caught that touchdown pass? Eric Bieniemy, Sean Jefferson, Natron Means, Tony Martin, or Don Martin? Natron Means. Tony Martin. Tony Martin. Tony Martin. Rodney got it first. You're yeah. off mic, but you got it first. Yeah. Okay. How did I get off mic? I don't know. You were off mic a bit. So, Ronnie, congratulations. You win. Oh, thank you, Fred. And Rodney, you don't win the tickets, though, Ronnie. No, and you didn't lose, did you, Rodney? Never. Because? I never lost. Never lost. But now you can be a winner. So here's what we have. Two pairs of tickets to Bellator. It's Saturday, October 1st. And the event is going to be held at the Long Beach Arena. Two pairs of tickets, and they can be yours. 866-987-2570. See what caller number you want to go? Uh, number seven, Fred. Okay, we'll do caller seven. Next hour, Rob Parker. We'll get, yeah, we're giving two sets of tickets to one person, Kevin. No? Oh, all right. We'll, two we'll, pairs, two separate pairs of tickets. Fred. Oh, I thought we were giving people four tickets. Why would we give them two pairs as opposed to saying four tickets? Well, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to play your game of semantics. Now, that's a There's sweet no prize semantics. right there. Boy, yeah. All Boy, right, fine. Fred, what we're are you giving doing? Two separate pairs of tickets to the Bellator event is what we're giving away. Fred's going to buy an extra on his own dime. All right, wait. So now it's caller seven and what caller, Rodney? Two callers. Caller <laughs> number five, Fred. I don't understand why this is the way it is. I don't either. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.